You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, Murph, I've been riding on my yeah. bike a lot lately, and I got 15 miles in the other day, so I feel pretty good about where I'm at on the training season. How about you? <laughs> I think 15 miles sounds great, especially in Iowa. You know, we've got some kind of iffy weather lately, haven't we? Yeah, it was snowing today, so, <laughs> oh. you know, you do what and you actually- can. And I was going to say, to be honest, I have no idea because I am far, far, far away from Iowa right now. All right. Spill the beans, Murph. Where are you? (laughs) I am in, I think it's called Tonto Basin in the middle of Arizona. And I can literally see mountains all around me as I'm sitting in an RV park right now. And actually one of the mountains, I think it might be Mount Ord, O-R-D. I can see snow on the top of it. Oh, so we both have snow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. uh, You've been biking a little bit more than me, but let's deep dive into that here (laughs) in just a second. Any other cycling news that we want to talk about real quick before we jump in? Um, Gosh, off the top of my head, I I don't know of any major cycling um, info. Oh, I do think, or you would know this, Andrea, that don't the rates go up for RAGBRAI soon? in a couple weeks? Well, they don't go up, but the week-long registration will close on April 1st for all week-long wristbands. Um, You can still buy a day pass online through June 1st, and you can purchase one on the ride itself. But the online option to purchase week-long RAGBRAI wristbands will end April 1st, so that is coming right up. Yeah, and I think I've told the story on this podcast before that I waited until April 2nd to register for RAGBRAI and learned the hard way that you can still go. You just have to get seven day passes instead of, you know. <laughs> so so the moral of that story is don't be a procrastinator. <laughs> That's right. You get your rear end gear and get registered for RAGBRAI. Uh, it's going to be yeah. a good one this year. So I guess awesome. I'll also add, put in a little Mark Wyatt plug. I just registered for pigtails and the Baycoon ride is also open for registration. And I believe the Big Rove ride is coming soon on registration. Awesome. And all of those rides uh, benefit the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, right? Yeah. So that's going to be a good deal and just a fun way to get ready for RAGBRAI. So that's what I'll be doing next couple months. I was just going to say, I've been getting ready for RAGBRAI myself right now. Yeah. So let's talk about it. I want to, since Murph is on a large adventure i won't tell exactly what it is because that's my gonna be my first question but i thought <laughs> i'd interview murph today and just kind of catch you all up on what she's been doing and her massive adventure that she's been embarked upon since we last talked yes yeah all right let's just say it murph is biking across america right now and Woo-hoo! obviously in arizona so she's made a little bit of the way so murph give us a quick reminder of why you're riding across america how long it'll take and who you're riding with 
Yeah. So I am uh, with a very small group and we call ourselves Team Biking to Remember. And this morning I'm getting ready to take off on day 13 wow. of biking. And uh, it's going to take us about 63 days to get all the way across the southern tier of the United States of America. Wow. And we're, do we're doing this um, to raise money and awareness for Alzheimer's. Yeah, uh, this entire um, adventure was a dream of my friend Jenny Lorenz's. Her mom has been suffering from Alzheimer's for mm. uh, over a over a decade, oh, wow. and her mom's at the point where you know she can no longer feed herself. She doesn't recognize anybody, so it's just like a horrible, mm. like slow, like death to have to endure. And my father had dementia when he died, and it was kind of the same thing where. You know, it was kind of like a Groundhog Day. And luckily, he was a very, you know, happy guy. So every day, yeah. he'd be like, oh, I, I haven't seen you in a long time. And oh. I'd, have, I'd have to say, Dad, I was just here this morning to visit you. And so just seeing that is, ugh. So, yeah. so anyway, so Jenny is going through this whole thing with her mother. And she also retired from her job and thought, I should connect my love of cycling, my love of my mother, and create a a, ma a massive adventure bike across America, but also do it to raise money along the way. And let me tell you, like uh, the, the national Alzheimer's foundation is backing us. And we got these really cool jerseys from primal that we wear. And so we all kind of match and every place we stop, people are like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, Oh yeah, we just are riding our bikes across the United States. And people are just like throwing money at either our, um, account, you know, team biking to remember on the Alzheimer's site or giving us cash that we're putting towards um, our goal. And to date, we just, we just hit $15,000 in donations. Oh my gosh. And that goes directly to Alzheimer's. So, you know, I know $15,000 isn't going to cure the disease, but it, it puts maybe a little bit of a dent into it. Yeah, sure isn't going to hurt anything. I mean, it's such a yeah. cool story that you're taking such a devastating experience and trying to spin a little positivity into it. So uh, kudos yeah, for so that. We keep saying that we are um, on this adventure to make memories and hopefully um, make a future so that uh, everyone can have memories, you know, up until the time that they say goodbye to the earth. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so we started in San Diego and it's a quite an adventure because we have this huge 35 foot RV. And so a, a small group of us drove out to San Diego from Iowa and we experienced every single kind of weather you can experience. So <laughs> this uh, big, huge RV had its first time driving through ice and slush and snow. And let me tell you, that was a white knuckle night. Oh, that, man. That was, that was literally in Winslow, Arizona, which I'm sure everybody knows the song. And so <laughs> we had to slide our way into Winslow, Arizona. And then I had been promised that we would go see the corner of Winslow, Winslow Arizona. You know, they have like a monument and everything. Well, so yeah. it was funny. So we had to get up, you know, plod through six inches of snow to get <laughs> to this monument. So it was funny. But anyway. Oh, my gosh. So we, yeah, in Arizona. We, yeah, so we made it to San Diego, and then um, Jenny joined us at that point, and a guy named Jeff, and we have a, dr a driver, Ron, who was amazing, 
And uh, we had a kickoff party in San Diego where the local Alzheimer chapter joined us. And we, you know, we all had purple shirts and little party favors. And so um, that was so cool, this this little send off party. And then we had to meander our way to find the ocean. And Mm. this this is a funny story. Because we were on this beautiful lake, but, it, you know, the lake is not the ocean. And we wanted to dip our tire, kind of like the Rag Bright tradition. Yeah, yeah. Dip our, dip our tire in the one ocean and then ended it in the other ocean. And so it ended up being 11 miles as we meander through San oh Diego gosh. trying to find the ocean. And we, we're on a bike trail. And this guy on a bike passes us. And he's wearing, like, a Christmas jersey. And so we're kind of all like giggling, like, hey, buddy, it's not Christmas. Ha ha ha. (laughs) And he zooms past us and we come around the corner and there's like a stoplight, you know, for uh, the bike trail. And he was laying on the ground. So (laughs) what had happened is he couldn't clip out in time. You know, we've all had that happen. So he's laying on the ground and one of his feet is stuck in his bike frame. And so we all stop and help him. And he was so embarrassed. He's like, you know, is in probably in his mid twenties. And so then we start talking to him like, Hey, do you know how to get to the ocean? And he's like, yeah, I'm heading that way. You can follow me. And then he's like, what are you guys doing? So we tell him and we're like, we're from Iowa. And he's like, Oh, I graduated from Iowa state. And we're like, (laughs) so then we ended up, you know, hanging with him for like an hour or so as we made our way to the ocean. So it was so cool. That's amazing. Well, Iowa connection. Did he ever explain why he's wearing the Christmas Jersey? No, he did not. No. <laughs> so that's still that's still a mystery. And I failed well, to get a photograph. I, I should have gotten a photograph of him laying on the ground after we realized he was okay and he laughed he laughed about it. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that I think that's happened to pretty much everyone who's tried clip in pedals. <laughs> yes, I, mean, I know. It was, it was pretty just, funny. Yeah. You have that panic moment. All right. So yeah. you get to California, you dip your tires. Um yeah. I happen to know that one of the first things you did once you start the journey was ride over the peninsular mountain range. Uh, tell yes. me what it's like to literally bike over a mountain. Cause I would just roll backwards. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's mind blowing and we are still calling them Hills. You know, mm. we have like a, we have, um, you know, all kinds of maps, paper maps. We have maps on our computers. We have maps on our phones. And so the guy who's kind of the maps guru will be like, well, we have a, we have a little bit of a hill coming up and then we'll have, we'll be, it'll be flat for a while. And then we have another hill. And then, you know, I'm a realist. So I'm like, can we talk? What do you mean by a hill? You know, yeah. is it a ragbri rolling hill? It's like, no, it's a 3000 elevation gain hill. I'm like, oh my That's gosh. That's literally a mountain. <laughs> but, yeah. But man, the views are just spectacular. And um, what's interesting about we're, we're using the adventure cycling um, route, which is called mm. the Southern Tier. And so this is a tried and true, you know, bicycle, I guess you I'm going to say trail, but it's actually using highways and roads, mm. you know, that they developed these back in the 70s. So it's a well-established route. I think most local residents are used to seeing bicycles on these roads. So Mm. we've had such good luck with traffic, you know, nobody's crowding us or anything like that. But what's interesting, especially on the mountain passes, we're on interstates. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So vehicles are going like 75 miles an hour 
I wouldn't say inches from us, but it feels like it. Yeah. But what's really funny is when, you know, we plod up these mountains going probably six miles an hour, you get to the top, we take some photographs and then like, I panicked at 40 miles an hour. I could not go more than 40 miles an hour on my bike with, <laughs> yeah. with, with, you know, at this point, the vehicles next to us are going like 80 cause they're going down the mountain as well. So that, that part was cool because the shoulders really wide, of course, there's lots of debris on it, but you, know, mm. you have plenty of room to kind of, you know, go, go in and out of there. But so climbing a mountain is literally climbing a mountain. I mean, it's, That's... you can't, you can't explain it either way except to, you know, you put it in your lowest gear and you just forget about the fact that you're grinding for hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and yet yeah, it's, still some, but... it's still fun somehow. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it just feels so great to, you get to camp that night and then you look at your, you know, we're all like fat goofballs where everybody right away gets their Strava you know, <laughs> uploaded. And then we all, it's weird. We, we all have bike computers, but all of our elevation is usually a little bit different. Hmm. So, you know, someone's like, what'd you get for elevation? What'd you get? What'd you get? How many miles did you get? So, yeah. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. I think our, I think one day we did uh, almost 4,500 feet of climb. Oh my gosh. Um, and that day, I think we did 60 miles because, you know, you would do the grind up and then the downhill is so sweet. So then you kind of get re-energized and um, yeah, it's been amazing. I think by now you're a certified badass. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll so, see about that. <laughs> congratulations. Uh, so yeah. you're into about a week into the ride, a little over a week, I guess, almost two weeks now. Um, yeah. Is there anything that really surprised you about the trip or that was easier or harder than expected? Um, man, I will tell you something, you know, I've explored a lot of the United States throughout my, I won't say how old I am throughout my years <laughs> of life, uh -huh. <laughs> but I am like, so, uh, impressed and like amazed at how different the terrain is as we mm. go through the United States. Like, you know, of course, San Diego, you've got the ocean and palm trees everywhere and lots of green. So we got into the Mojave Desert. We we're on the southern part of it. And mm. that's where the imperial sand dunes are. Ooh. So we literally felt like we were on a different planet because you have one highway that goes straight for probably 30, 40 miles. And everywhere around you are mountains of sand. And it was like, it was either we were on another planet or we were on, we were in part of a Star Wars movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. Crazy. And then, you know, in the in the far distance, you would see a sand buggy or sand, what do you call it, dune buggy. Uh -huh. And then it would come zooming by and you'd realize like, oh my God, there's six people in that vehicle. <laughs> you know, it's like such a tiny dot. It was, that was mind blowing. And then also we spent miles and miles and miles uh, right along the Mexico border mm. and seeing, you know, take politics out of it. But to see that border wall, it was yeah. really like, I don't know if I can describe the right word, like almost humbling, like mm. it, this massive wall and this, there was a road next to the wall for like all the border patrol vehicles. There were cameras set up everywhere. There were I don't, we, we lost count of how many border patrol vehicles we saw just like mind blowing, but then you would also see, 
um, big jugs of water just like sitting in the middle of the mm. desert. And we saw so many like pieces of clothing, like here's mm. a shoe, there's a shoe, here's a sweatshirt, <laughs> here's this. So then you're wondering like, you know, were these people that climbed the wall and that are now, you know, feeling that they're heading to a new freedom and then they've got like 80 miles of desert to get through. Oh my like, gosh. It's just like, it's, I don't know. It's, I, I can't describe how looking at that wall, how, I don't know. It's just a really weird experience to see it. Yeah. I could see how so. it really make you just think about your life and your perspective on it. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, a different, exactly. different experience. And then here's another story. Um, I don't remember where we were. I think we were still between California and Arizona, but um, I thought my mind was doing tricks on me because we're riding along a highway and I kept seeing little pieces of broccoli. <laughs> and so I didn't say anything to the rest of the team. Cause I'm like, I'm not, am I seeing things like that? <laughs> I feel like there's so about every, I don't know, maybe hundred feet, I would see a piece of broccoli. And so finally I said to somebody, is anybody else seeing broccoli? As we? <laughs> and then everyone's all like, yes, what is the deal? And then as we kept going, then we started seeing little carrots everywhere. What? And so we couldn't figure it out. And then maybe an hour later, we see, um, so for those of you listeners who uh, lived through derecho, after derecho, there were these weird double trucks that were used to pick up all the tree limbs. So they're like um, trucks that have open tops and the side of them, like you could, like a crane would put trees into it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the same sort of look on a, of a truck, but it's filled to the brim with broccoli and carrots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I don't know if they're, you know, these vegetables are going to like a, maybe a hog farm or a pig farm, or I can't imagine they're being used for people to eat or maybe like for dog food or something, but uh, these mm -hmm. huge trucks that are overflowing with vegetables. And then <laughs> as, as they drive along, they bounce along the road. So <laughs> as an Iowan, I'm thinking just pour a bunch of ranch on that and let me at it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it looked it looked very fresh and good. So, oh, what yeah. a cool thing to! I mean, you certainly don't see that every day, right? Yeah, and so then that night after the broccoli carrot day, we um, it's a little bit sketchy to find RV parks because we're in the middle of nowhere, mm. and so what we've been doing is, uh, you know, the RV will kind of follow us along, and then we'll get in the vehicle together, and then go find an RV park camp and then the next morning the rv will take us back to whatever spot we we stopped at mm. and so the only rv park we could find that day i think that was day two or three was a nudist rv park oh. <laughs> so literally it's like a it was like two miles on a gravel road and we were like what are we getting ourselves into and then we pull up to the gate and it says close optional and everyone was like <laughs> oh what, what is going to happen here? This is, I, I don't know if we want to be here. And luckily it was cold enough that everyone was clothed except for <laughs> one, one man was in his big RV in the front of it, washing his window, like oh. his um, windshield and <laughs> nude. It, and he was nude. And so we're like, what? And so, you know, we looked away and we got to our camp spot and then we were all like walking to the showers. He was still washing the same windshield. Hmm. So that must have been his his way of feeling free as a, uh, a wow. nudist at the RV camp. <laughs> uh, no reservations. 
right yeah dude is camp. He, he was in his safe place because it was obvious oh, there you, you go. Know, it was well well established that that's what that's what it was <laughs> there you go yeah i I think you could rest assured that you weren't the center of attention that night, you know, like if you <laughs> ever right. wanted to feel relaxed yourself, at least somebody else is the, <laughs> the focus. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you talked a little bit about biking in the desert, but tell me a little bit more about like the actual, is the cycling different than riding in Iowa? Do you have to think about different things as you're biking along in the desert? Like I imagine you need uh, more water. I mean, I know yeah. that it's cold here and I know that's a lot different, but think about like, I'm trying to ask like, how's it different than biking in the summer in Iowa versus the heat of the, or maybe not the heat of Arizona? Yeah, it's actually really, um, it, you do have to think a lot more because you don't really sweat mm. because it's so dry here, but you can definitely feel when you start getting dehydrated. So yeah, we have to drink a lot more, um, do a lot more of like, um, electrolytes and hydration tablets mm. and a lot more salt yeah. because you don't realize you're sweating because it evaporates so quick. So, and it's kind of funny because we all got to Arizona and everyone was sneezing and kind of, you know, like feeling like, Oh my God, are we all get, catching a cold? Well, it was more like allergy kind of stuff mm. because you know, it's spring here too. And so then you know, we're all like, we all have to wear earplugs at night because we, you know, are, it's so dry during the day where our sinuses are not used to this. And then mm. at night, nobody can breathe. So we're like snoring and <laughs> you know, all yeah. like, nobody is, nobody in our group is really a snorer, but right now, oh my gosh, we are um, letting it loose. So that's <laughs> one thing to think about, like when you're biking is to yeah. not have your mouth open because it's like, we're, we kind of keep laughing about how we all have cotton mouth yeah getting all so the dust in the dirt yeah that's probably the biggest uh, thing to think about that's so. interesting and it's something i would have never expected so that's cool yeah yeah um, i mean it's not cool that you all have allergies but it's uh in interesting to hear about and you know well, a little something and different really weird as soon as we got out of the like phoenix tempe area we all everything kind of cleared up so I, there hmm. must have been some sort of flower or plant or tree that was budding <laughs> that we, we all were like, woo. The Phoenix flower. Something. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, and I know that, happen to know that you're riding a brand new bike on this trip. Can you tell me about yeah. um, how's the bike been and how is it, are you breaking it in? Is it, how's it going? Yeah. So we're all riding what we call adventure bikes because they have um, in not like mountain bike tires, but just bigger tires. And mm. thank God we do because there's so much debris. And mm. sometimes we're kind of riding on like chip seal or a little bit of gravel, but I've got the Kona Sutra LTD mm. and it is behaving beautifully. Uh, zero flats, zero mechanical issues so far. So it is awesome. And I got to give a quick, shout out to Mark Stillwell. He is a guy that for fun on the side when he's not working actually sews and makes bags. It's called, oh my gosh. Uh, I think I think his company is called Stitch by Stillwell. Mm. So if anybody looks at pictures of my bike, he made custom bags for me that uh, are seeing their first adventure on this trip and they are so awesome. They're really really sharp looking and uh, just a little bit different than the normal bag that you'd have. I'd encourage people to go look because they're pretty cool. Yeah. So may I ask what you keep in your frame bag? 
Yeah. So I have um, a little set of tools, a spare tire. I have rain jacket, and then the all important snacks. Plenty. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that's would be my most important part as well. <laughs> yeah, and so so yesterday, um, you know, I haven't used my jacket at all. So I took it out of my bike bag, and I actually physically showed everybody. I'm taking my bike bag out of my bag. So guess what's going <laughs> to happen today? It'll be cold at some point. And sure enough, we got, we, it was a 15 mile, um, up a mountain yesterday. Like it took forever. It was a grind and we get to the top and, um, my friend Jenny was like, I'm going to put my jacket on because we're going to be going 40 miles an hour down this, hill, down this mountain. It's going to be freezing. And sure enough, <laughs> she did not have my jacket with me but oh well <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah I mean I think that's the old biking saying if you have the jacket you'll never need it and if you don't have it you'll need it sooner than later so guess what it's back on the bike today <laughs> okay good so you won't need it okay so now I have to ask you the Iowan question have you seen any scorpions yet I've seen zero scorpions we have seen zero snakes we saw a couple of dogs. Oh, we've seen a couple road runners, which is really oh, cool. That's but cool. <laughs> they're so they're so fast that I can't get a photo of them. Well, so road runners, but no coyotes. Nope, no coyotes. All right. I'm sure well, they were, I'm sure they were close close behind, but we just that's didn't right. really see it. <laughs> probably hiding behind a rock. Yeah, and a, uh, a bunch of wild horses, which is pretty oh, cool to see. Oh, how cool. Mm-hmm. So now I've asked you about the bad weather i've asked you about how your bike's doing i've asked you about the bugs so i'm going to officially knock on wood <laughs> so really sorry if anything should happen <laughs> uh, all right so moving on you're biking all day every day i mean maybe not all day but for a long time every day what do you do to yeah. keep yourself your mind busy while you're biking do you play little games look at the landscape do you just zen out i mean what what do you do to keep yourself busy besides biking um, I'd say a little bit of all of those, um, but for the most part, we are usually kind of like in a draft line. And so if mm. I'm not up front, I'm um, pretty closely watching the wheel in front of me to make sure that I'm, you know, staying close enough to enjoy the, the feeling of a draft and also watching for debris. So if we're biking really close together, I don't get to look around too much. But what's mm. fun is I have I have a GoPro mounted on my bike. And so sometimes I'll just turn it on and let it rip. And then at night, I'll be able to look back and see what I missed as far as the views. But, um, but really looking around takes up plenty of time as far as, you know, keeping my mind rolling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like such a different landscape. Yeah, I could see that easily. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so my next couple of questions we already covered a little bit. Have you met any interesting or fascinating people that you'd like to talk about? Man, we have met a ton of people because they're so interested to know, you know, what we're doing mm. and why we're doing it. But the most memorable is we got to an RV park in Tempe, Arizona, and it was kind of a... a there are a lot of permanent residents that live there mm. and a lot of them are kind of in the same age range, kind of like their early seventies. And we mm. happened to get there on a night that they had their monthly dance. And oh. <laughs> we showed up in our, we showered up and had our purple shirts on. And so we wandered down to their auditorium and it was their St. Patrick's day celebration. So everybody was wearing green and 
we walk in and some song comes on and immediately half of the people there get up and start line dancing. <laughs> so you, you could tell it was kind of like a big celebration. Well, before you knew it, they all wanted to know our story. They got us up on stage to talk about it. Oh. And then um, we stayed there the whole next day. And so everyone kept coming to our RV to visit us and to tell us their personal story with Alzheimer's and give Aww. us money. And so I, I can't you know, like thank those people enough. They were so friendly and welcoming. And I wish I could remember the name of the, the RV park. I think it... Uh, I think it was called the Desert Shadow RV Park, but gosh, it was so great. What a meaningful and random experience that you had. Yeah, it was just That's cool. like perfect timing that they were having their monthly party and we were there. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So I know you mentioned the sand dunes. Do you have any other favorite landmarks or landscapes or just everything? The, gosh, the Swaro Cactus? It's mm-hmm. like the amount of cactus growing is amazing. Like it's so beautiful to see when you come up over a hill and then you see thousands of them. Yeah. It's that in itself is mind blowing. And I got up real close to see just how prickly those things are. The things poking out of cactus. I don't really call them spikes the or whatever. Yeah. And dang, they are really, really sharp. So be careful. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, is just the rock formations. Like mm. it's like sometimes I spend a lot of time thinking, especially when you're climbing, like how and who cut through these big, huge rock formations to make this highway, you know, like how yeah. much effort went into that? Yeah. Because it, there was a point when there was no road at all. And to yeah. think of how did they get machines? How did they blow out all of this Canyon? Like it's just that kind of stuff's really cool to look at. Yeah. Oh, and we did find yesterday we were riding on a, a highway and there was like a, a rest stop area and it's where the Arizona Trail um, intersects. Oh. And so we found some hike, hikers there and there was literally a shoe tree. So it was a tree with pairs of shoes hanging from it. And there were probably hundreds of pairs of shoes hanging from this tree. And apparently there's some sort of network of shoe trees. And so as people are hiking... <laughs> Hiking through, they can, you know, deposit a pair of shoes and take a pair of shoes or whatever they want to do. So it's, it was really interesting. <laughs> you could trade in your dusty sandals for a pair of Air Force Ones or vice versa. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really neat. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. What an amazing experience already. You've only been in for two weeks. I can't wait to hear mm-hmm. more about uh, yeah. all of your adventures. Yes, I'm excited to share them. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll be checking back in with you soon on that. Looking forward, I know you've had some events with the Alzheimer's Association along the way. Are you going to have any more official events with the organization? And if so, when's your next one going to be and where? Yeah, our our next one is in El Paso, Texas, and I believe the date is April 1st. Okay. But um, if people are interested in following along, Um, Or if they even have an interest in donating to Alzheimer's, if you go to our social media sites, it's at Team Biking to Remember. And we're on both Instagram and Facebook. And it shows all of our events um, because we do have listeners that, you know, are in those areas that um, I know there's one lady who listens to Just Go Bike who wants to bring her bike club and join us just outside of El Paso and bike for a day. So anybody's welcome to, of course, follow along because there's 
I'm, I'm posting photographs and recaps of every day and just fun stuff that we see along the way. Um, but yeah, El Paso, then we have Austin, then we have Pensacola, and then our last event, of course, is in St. Augustine, Florida, where we finish. Yay! Oh, how cool that'd be. Yeah. So, well, that'd be, yeah. if anyone is in Southern America, maybe think about meeting up with Murph sometime. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I know that you've been continuing the Murphology podcast as well. So I encourage yes. everybody to check that out. You know, take a listen. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, well that's Murph. Andrew, I think, I think I'm going to go ride my bike. Yeah. Thanks for checking. Thanks for taking the time and checking in with us. I appreciate you and the team waiting up on us. So uh, yeah. looking forward to hearing from you uh, again soon. listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike!